Hello, and welcome to episode 25 of the Knitting on the Run podcast. I am recording this on Monday, October 16th, 2017. Show notes can be found at knittingontherun.podbean.com, and you can find me on Ravelry and Instagram as Winswebman. Segments this week include Be a Helper Craft Along, FOs, Whips, Wearables, Knitting Fail, and a short knitting talk. I am titling this one Stress Knitting because it seems very appropriate. I mean, y'all knit when you're stressed too, right? I don't want to get into the details, but it's been a very stressful few weeks in our house, luckily with mostly good outcomes. Let's just say that the least crappy thing was being a cloth diaper family and having our washing machine die a horrible death. Yeah, that was fun because I had diapers that needed washing. So the result being, I did lots of knitting in the past couple weeks. Also, I'm probably going to keep this episode a little on the short side. As you may be able to tell in my voice, I think I'm getting a cold. Uh, My kids were sick last week, which is why there was no show last week. And I don't want to push this recording any later since Ryan Beck is in a few more days and I skipped last week's recording because of sick children. And I have a sneaking suspicion this cold might be worse tomorrow. So here goes. First off, the Be a Helper Craft Along. In case you missed it, I am hosting a charity craft along. You can get entries either by one, donating blood, or two, making anything for any charity. Uh, And so far, there's no FOs in the FO thread. I've got that in the links in my show notes and also on my Instagram profile. I know lots of you craft for charity regularly, so go ahead and enter. You do not need to be a member of my Ravelry group to win. Let me say that again. You do not need to join my Ravelry group to participate or win this contest. I honestly don't care if you join or not. My only goal with this craft along is to encourage other people to stop feeling frozen with all the crazy stuff going on in the world and just to give you um, like an impetus, a bonus for going out there and doing good for your fellow human beings. I know with everything happening, I was feeling like, you know, what can I do? I'm just one person. Well, there is, there are small things that I can do to help, even if I, you know, can't give a million dollars to whatever the latest cause is. I can knit a preemie hat or I can knit a knitted knocker and I can make a real difference in someone's life who needs it. So that's my only goal with this craft along. Go out there, knit anything for any charity. Post a picture in the FO thread. If you donate blood, just post a picture of yourself, you know, sitting there. Selfie's fine, good enough. You know, I'm not going to police this one too hard. This is a charity cow. I'm going to be, you know, I'm, I'm expecting you to police yourself in this one if you take my meaning, you know. Uh, I know I myself was hoping to donate blood this week. Seeing as I'm coming down with the cold, that's not going to be happening. So I'm going to check the schedule for my local Red Cross and see if anyone's going to be around next week. Fingers crossed that that can happen. For FOs, I've got a bunch of FOs this week as I was kind of kicking myself into high gear for charity knitting myself. I finished my first knitted knocker in Cascade Ultra Pima in Ivory. I made a size C cup using the top-down magic loop pattern. You can visit knittedknockers.org to learn more about the great work that they do for women who've had mastectomies. 
And you can see the list of approved yarns. I do want to stress, if you're interested in knitted knockers, they cannot take wool yarns. Wool is very uncomfortable over scar tissue. So almost all their yarns are cotton. They will take some acrylics for women who are swimming, um, but they really need the super soft yarns that wash well easily. I mean, these need to be thrown in a washing machine, quite frankly, and that still, after air drying, are still really soft. And so that limits the yarns that you can use, but they do have that list available on their website. And if you download any of the patterns, the second page of the pattern is the list of approved yarns, so you can get a hold of it very easily. I also have three preemie hats that I made uh, two weeks ago using Java Pearl Design's top-down preemie hat pattern, which is free on Ravelry, and I knit these three in Karen Sibley Soft's paints in the tapestry colorway. I have one other preemie hat I made in the same pattern using some old loops and threads. I think it was impeccable. Um, and I had some scraps lying around. It was, you know, almost just enough to make a preemie hat. It was, it was too perfect that I had a matching color that I could do the ribbing in. And so I made that as well. These are both acrylic yarns that can be thrown in a machine, industrial washing machine at a hospital. And I've knit one more, I should say, I finished one more itty bitty kitty preemie hat, which is the same test knit pattern I did a few weeks ago from Sarah Jordan, aka Knitwit. And I knit this in the Maldives colorway of Barocco Comfort Sock. On to widths. I've been working really hard on the Emerald Deep Shawl by Romy Hill. I have finished charts B, C, and D since I last spoke with you, and I'm halfway through chart E. Um, I finished that Irish-style lace section that I mentioned. It was lots of fun, but you do have to pay very close attention because it's knit lace on both sides. There's no rest rows but it came out gorgeous. It's so worth it. And this is a gift for my cousin's wife for Christmas. I'm working it up in prism delicato layers, the kale colorway, and I only have 30 rows left. Yay, getting so close to being done. I did a bunch of work on the Lilisand Cowl by Monica Eckert, and I'm working on this in some deep stash, uh, Cascade Yarns Sateen in sort of a burgundy red color, and some old Rosetti Yarns Soft Payette, which is white with a few sequins, excuse me, for sparkle here and there. And I am technically, according to the pattern, I am just about halfway, give or take, but I'm seeing how tall it's coming out. And I think if I finish it as written, it's going to be ginormously tall. So I'm, I'm debating cutting it a bit short, according to the pattern, cutting it a bit short and making it a little bit more of a wearable cowl, if you know what I mean. Um, but I am loving how this pattern comes out. I, I didn't bother to swatch. I knew I had yarns at approximately the right size, so I didn't really care about the row gauge or the exact stitch gauge because I knew it would be big enough to go over my aunt's head. And I probably should have swatched so that I would know ahead of time, and I could have probably planned out the edges a little differently. But I still i am loving how it's coming out, and I kind of want to knit my own now because it's gorgeous. I've been working also on some toe-up vanilla socks with an afterthought heel for my younger son. He's two. The first sock is done, and I'm probably about two or three rows from the heel on sock number two. I'm not making these matchy-matchy. I'm just starting the next, next sock where the first one ended, and I'm looking to make four of these for Christmas because we definitely have a problem with a sock monster in our house, and we lose them constantly. So I figure if I make four, we will always have two on hand that we can use. I'm making them a little bit taller, too, 
so that they will work under his winter boots. For some reason, I always have trouble finding toddler socks that really come up high enough to wear under winter boots. You know, they all come to that kind of, you know, mid-calf, but none of them really come up above a tall winter boot to really keep their legs warm in the dead of winter. And, you know, we're in New England. We can we can get some fairly chilly winters up here. Not not always, you know. It's been in the 70s most of October. But every now and then we get a polar vortex or we get a, you know, um, Alberta clipper coming straight out of Canada or a blast of cold air coming straight down from Quebec, and suddenly we're really cold. So I like to make sure the boys have some good warm socks for winter. On to wearables. Speaking of warm Octobers, holy moly, we have been having a heat wave. Uh, today itself is normal fall temperatures, you know, around, around 60 or so Fahrenheit. Oh, I didn't do the conversion to Celsius ahead of time. That's probably... 16-ish, give or take, maybe, in Celsius. Hold on. Okay, double-check that. Yes, 60 Fahrenheit is point, approximately 15.5 Celsius, so that is confirmed. So that's our normal daytime high around here in October. Pretty comfortable. But uh, most of October, it's been 70, 77, so... More like 20 to 24 Celsius. Um, we've had a few days where it hit 80. It's been a really, really strange October. Don't get me wrong, we're enjoying it. We've hardly run the heater, which is lovely. But uh, you're definitely not wearing many hat knits when it's or hand knits, I should say, when it's that warm outside. I do have some uh, warm weather knits. I like to knit those since I am allergic to sheep and don't use wool. So I was wearing my Marsh's Cabled Sleeveless Shell, which is uh, one of the first patterns I ever released ages ago. I think it's only written in three sizes. Learned better since then. Um, I need to go grade that for larger sizes and get it retech edited for the larger sizes. So I'll let y'all know when that happens. But uh, it's a linen shell that I made years and years ago. And I, I like it in the warm weather because linen is so nice and cool when it's warm out. I've also been wearing my mommy's tunic pattern that I knit up in the Juniper, Juniper Moon Farms Nev in a lovely blue colorway, which leads to my latest knitting fail. That tunic got shrunk in the dryer. <laughs> that is the downside with cotton. So we went a little crazy washing stuff after we got the new washing machine, and my husband tossed the cotton tunic in the dryer and it shrunk. So... I gave that to my local yarn store to model the yarn since I bought the Nev from Juniper Moon Farms there, and it is now on display helping to advertise a beautiful yarn that I really liked working with, and I'm debating buying more of so I can knit it again, because I still need to stop wearing my sample, <laughs> which was the point of me knitting that in the first place, but uh, you win some, you lose some. And to the last segment, a quick knitting talk today. This is sort of a designer's corner as well. Uh, I, a woman I went to high school with runs a charity, AGC, and they provide scholarships for families who are dealing with infertility. They will help with the process of adoption or in vitro. Um, all those kind of things are the are the, um, the the all the medications you need to take when you're going through trying to get pregnant and you're having infertility or secondary infertility issues. And they do a lot of great work. This is something she struggled with herself. Her name is April Ficino Lane. You may have seen her blog if this is something you've dealt with personally. Uh, she also had it published into a book, Infertility, Infertility, which I highly recommend. Go check it out. And it talks about 
all the things they went through. And, and, you know, they're some of the lucky ones. They now have a lovely family with five children who are, are all, you know, so happy, beautiful children. And it's a lovely family. And what they do to give back is marvelous. So I am definitely going to knit them a shawl for their annual charity gala, which is coming up next May. I was chatting with her, uh, and I think I'm going to knit them a silk shawl that they can raffle off at their charity auction, which is part of the gala. And I'm debating whether I should design a shawl or just go ahead and knit one. I have never designed a real true like shawl, like a la Romy Hill. I've, I have designed one shawl, and it's got some lace in it, but it's 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 easy lace, if you know what I mean. It's you know just a few yarn overs here and there. Uh, it's a floral pattern. Um, and, and so I'm kind of torn whether I should, you know, knit something I've, I've done or knit something from a, a designer I love and respect, like a Romy Hill, for example, or I should go ahead and, and use this as a chance to actually design a knit shawl for the first time. I'm not sure. I'm also trying to decide what colors to use, the colors that they have for their charity, um, their, their logos and stuff are in sort of an aqua color. So that's one option I was chatting with April about. Also, you know, the stereotypical little black shawl that can get thrown over everything is would also be super popular. Although with dark colors, it's, well, A, harder to knit, and B, harder to see all the beautiful patterning. So I'm, I'm not sure about that. Or maybe, you know, get a gradient kit, because gradient kits are always, you know, make people ooh and ah, people, especially non-knitters, when they don't understand exactly how really simple it is because you're changing yarn colors. So... Those are the different ideas I'm tossing around. If you have any thoughts, I would love to hear about them. Go ahead and you, know, you can contact me on Ravelry or Instagram. I am Windswept Monique in both places. I'm also on Facebook as Windswept Designs. You can go ahead and comment on the post for this episode in the thread in my Ravelry group. You can search for either Windswept Designs or Knitting on the Run. It's under both. Go right ahead. Uh, and if there's anything you'd like to hear me talk about, I would love to hear from you. Ironically, my original plan for this week's episode was to talk about how knitting and running are great stress relievers, but since I've been so stressed out, I haven't had a chance to really sit down and research them the way that I want to, to provide secondary and primary sources for you that are much better than just me jabbering on about stress relief. Whenever I do a topic like that, I like to make sure I do real proper research and give you some good links that you can go to from respected institutions that can that can point you in a further direction for your own research. So that's probably the plan, not for next week, but for the week after, because next week is Rhinebeck. Yes, I will be at Rhinebeck. I am taking the Webbs bus. If I seem a little either over-caffeinated or slightly exhausted, that's because I currently have a cold and I should be getting over it by the time I get there because colds in our house usually only run two or three days, so yay. But the downside to that is Friday night is my grad school reunion in Boston at the Museum of Fine Arts, which I'm really looking forward to because I haven't been to a real proper grown-up museum in years and I love the MFA. But I will be out late Friday night and then up at 5 a.m. to drive to the bus to go to Ryback for the day. So my apologies in advance if I seem either exhausted or extremely caffeinated. Just throwing this out there, you'll know why. I will be attending the podcaster meetup. I think it's at 1 o'clock on the hill, if I remember correctly. I'm probably going to go to the Ravelry meetup as well. 
If you're going to either one and you want to meet up or just, you know, want to meet up and chat at some point during the day, let me know. I would love to hear from you. Hopefully I will see some of you there. Talk to you later and keep something beautiful on your needles for me. Bye-bye.